Hello and welcome to The Irish Field Longines Irish Champions Weekend podcast. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to try and find out some winners for Leopardstown and the Curra. I'm joined in studio by Ronan Groom and Mark Costello of The Irish Field, and we'll be talking to trainers Ger Lyons and John Quinn. It's been a tough week for all in Irish racing, and we are trying to come to terms with the loss of Jack de Bromhead at such a young age. We would like to send our sympathies and our support to Jack's family and friends who are constantly in our thoughts. I'm sure Jack will be remembered and talked about a lot at tracks over the weekend. It's also been a very wet week. Leopardstown clerk of the course says the ground will be definitely on the easy side, but we can't for sure say how soft it will be. Should we be looking for horses that handle the wet conditions? What do you think, lads? I actually think Leopardstown uh, dries out very, very quickly. And um, looking at the latest forecast, the rain is just light enough on, uh, on on Friday and dry day Saturday morning. I wouldn't be surprised if jockeys come in after the first race and say that ground's pretty good. You know, that I think I, I don't think anyone will be too inconvenienced by it. I wouldn't be looking for more larks. Leopardstown, time and again, just dries out very quickly. But it always has come in for some criticism as well for not being proper ground, racing ground for, for horses as well. Well, yeah, it used to be the last couple of years they've been actually very fast ground and one year in particular, of course, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, uh, Alpha Centauri didn't run again after uh, after it and uh, we've seen a lot of fast ground this summer so they were probably delighted to see the rain but, I mean, it, there's no question it will be on the easy side but it needs it all. I'd say, I don't know much about, you know, uh, irrigation but you'd imagine any rain that's fallen has been soaked up very, very quickly yeah, an interesting point. I spoke to Tom Stapleton from Sobak this morning and uh, the amount of rain that has fallen in the last week, it's the ground has absorbed it so well that it actually won't make any difference to it. Like Horses wouldn't turn it into muck at this stage because it needed all of that uh, to bring it back to what it should be at this time of year. So uh, if, if it didn't rain between now and the weekend, you'd find that it would be drying out too much for a number of them. It might rain on the day on Sunday in the current. That could be different. If it's raining during racing, you'd imagine it might get cut up a bit. But if they get a 24-hour dry period at Leopardstown, Leopardstown always seems to do better in the weather than the current. It's not fair. But they seem to get a nice day. And if we get a nice day, which is forecast, uh, yeah, ground will be on the... It'll be good. Well, and ne- never mind the ground. What are you most looking forward to the weekend? Oh, I'm looking forward. I love this meeting. I, I, I get the Lewis from town there. Um, I can actually get the Lewis, the Green Line, nearly all the way down from where I live now. And uh, I'll be getting there nice and early, getting a nice pitch. And you see these good horses up front is uh, it's what it's all about if you're a racing fan, you know. You know We have Vadini over for the Champion Stakes and Luxembourg. And, um, you know, it's it's Mishrif, obviously, as well. The world-class horses in the flesh, homeless songs. It's it's great to be able to get so close to them. So uh, And in our capital city as well. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's a, and it's important that people actually get out and embrace this as well. I think it's... Is it a wide-open Champion Stakes this year? The French are really dominating... Should, should it be should it be the Irish that's that dominate in this race? You probably you probably would have liked maybe a, a few more runners. Um, it is an intriguing race with the the French Colt. There's it's kind of very similar to Jean Claude Rouget's last winner of the race, Almanzor. Now that was a brilliant renewal. That this race probably isn't as good, but it's intriguing in its own right because you've got Mishriff, who's the kind of the rock solid kind of staple of a, of a you know a top class horse. Um, he brings over the Bayed form, and then you've Luxembourg, who was the the great white hope, I guess, for for Baddy Doyle in the season the Derby favourite ran brilliantly in the Guineas got a little setback after that and uh, has uh, you know kind of scrambled home workman like in the Royal Whip and now they're they're, they're thinking he's 100% for this race so th- it's a race intriguing for, for those few angles um, 
and I'm sure yeah I'm sure it'll be an exciting contest on the day Mark if for the race, um, it's important that we have international horses running and horses that are globe trotters around the world as well. It, it was rated the second best race in the world a couple of seasons ago. Will we have a superstar to emerge from this? Uh, St. Mark's Basilica won it 12 months ago. Funnily enough, you you might be better off without a superstar because I was chatting to the handicapper, Gary O'Gorn, about this last weekend. Of course, Baid was possibly going to run in this race and he said if Baid had run, probably would have scared off a lot of the others. And the race wouldn't work out as one of the best in the world because the horses of the second, third and fourth wouldn't be, they'd probably be very low-grade low horses just taking a chance to get placed. So without Baid, you now have about six or seven horses all rated within... Uh, six or seven pounds of each other so it's more more, more competitive um, for me you know it's, it's a question of uh, the three year olds Vedeni and Luxembourg um, and the other French horse Onesto against the older horses uh, of whom Mishriff is the favourite but I'm, I'm actually just uh, I've come around to, to one of the outsiders in the race that I give a big chance to and that's a horse called Alan Kerr trained by William Haggis and I always liked that horse last year because uh, he was a soft ground horse and they were aiming him at the arc um, and uh, he didn't uh, he didn't get there in the end but uh, sorry he was well beaten in the arc in the end but that was very soft and he was only uh, um, uh, three at that stage so this year he comes out wins in the all weather which I did not expect him to do won that winter won the winter derby and then came over and got soft got good ground in the Tattersalls Gold Cup at the Curra and won that again I thought he wouldn't. He'd need soft ground to do it, and uh, even though he was last of six in the eclipse behind Videni, he wasn't beaten far. And he at one point you said, "Mike, he looks like he's going to win." They all looked like they were going to win at one point in the eclipse, and I can see that Alenker. Now he got the ground for the first time in a year. I can see him running huge race um, and being banged there. And I think he's the best value bet in the Champions Stakes. You guys spoke to Christoph Sumion uh, last weekend. He rides for the Aga Khan on Saturday afternoon. It's an important one for them as well. Yeah, he's he's working. He was in a bit of trouble for his celebration in Sandown, so he's uh, he, he'd be quiet if he passes the line this year. Uh, Sumian, but uh, it would be Don't good. Think he will. <laughs> Time <laughs> stops him. Do you not think he was going to win? No, it, I mean I think Sumian will, will celebrate whatever you know. If he, mm. he does, he's not going to take the, the slap on the wrist he got at Sandown. He's not going to stop him being the showman that he is. So that's that's something to look out for after the line. Yeah. But um, I think, look, you were saying having a French horse is so important. We've got two really good French horses coming over and that's um, a great boost because you couldn't, you, you'd struggle to name the last French horses that have come over here since Almanzor won the race. Very, very few travel anymore. Uh, even though we're on the EU, you probably still a lot of them would have to come through Britain normally, and it's just too much trouble. Uh, and as as well, uh, the good news for the two French horses, they're flying in. Cooper Transport is looking after the transport <laughs> for those, and they're arriving in uh, tomorrow Friday around three thirty at Dublin Airport. So first class service all the way. Yeah, but where's their baggage going to end up? That's what I worry about. You know? <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk to uh, some of the trainers, uh, but we're going to have a quick commercial break. Back with Ger Lyons in a few moments' time. Irish Champions Weekend is here and The Irish Field is your guide to two days of top-class horse racing. Get expert views on all 16 races. John Quinn tells us about his champion sprinter, Highfield Princess, and we talk exclusively to a major new investor from the Middle East who is backing Irish racing. Top tipsters Rory DeLarge and Don McLean give their opinions on the St. Ledger. There's also a five-page hunting feature and almost 30 pages dedicated to equestrian sport. The Irish Field, we're all about the horse. 
Well, you're very welcome back to the Irish Field Longines Irish Champions Weekend podcast. Okay, last year, Ger Lyons trained four winners on the Sunday of Irish Champions Weekend. That's 50% of the races. This year, he has nine runners on the Saturday and a few more on Sunday. Ger is on the line right now and he's kindly agreed to talk to us about his runners this weekend. Ger, looking forward to a repeat performance? Um, I'm just looking forward to the weekend. The repeat performance would be probably asking a bit much. Um, but the plan, as always, is to have as many runners as is humanly possible. And um, the more muck we throw at the wall, the more some, hopefully some will stick. I, Saturday, it's a great day and it's, a, it's going to be a great day's racing at Leopardstown. The rain, are you happy with the amount of rain that has come in the last uh, couple of days? Absolutely, yeah. It uh, had a terrible look about 2018 about it there for a while the country was was parched and um i didn't envy the clerks of the courses and the managers and the uh, and the staff with the problems that were going to arise but i think the, the rain has come in time it definitely has come in time for my few runners we start on Saturday and the Premier Handicap. Some interesting runners in there. We see one that you have. Would it look like you've laid out for this particular race, Marquez Panam, the one to beat in this one? Um, he's what they call the stakes horse in a handicap. Uh, he's won his Group 3 this year. He's been a, a very good three-year-old. We'd always planned to give him a break after his last start. He's a horse that likes a bit of j- dig in the ground. Um, he was very much a work in progress in the spring of the year and we've given him a break. He's enjoyed his break. He's matured for his break and uh, is training great. Now, he held the entry in, in the Group 2, the, the the boomerang as well. But I took the view that off 105, um, he had to have a look at the handicap and there's always next year for the boomerang. Um, so I'm delighted with him. Uh, stall 20 frightened me initially. Um, but then we were drawn 19 last year and it's been a 11 or it's been a stall nine plus uh, it, it, where the winners have come from in recent years. So high draw mightn't be as, as bad for me as it was. Nothing you can do about that now. No, we're not in control of the draw. So at least it is what it is. And uh, he's out there, but he's in very good nick. Couldn't be happy with him. And the more rain that falls, the happier I'll be. Yeah, Ger Ronan Groom here. I might run you through a couple of your other names on Saturday now with the declarations in. I thought Zorinsk was interesting in the first. She, the nice conditions here for her, and she's been fourth in the in the Group Two and the Group Three. I think if you were in the top three, you you wouldn't have got into this race. So it's a, it's a nice race for her. Yeah, whilst we were initially disappointed not getting black type, we were always very much aware we weren't going to win them stakes races. That not finishing in the three um, got us into this race. Uh, you know, it's a fun. It's funny conditions. Some of these races where you're, you know, where if you don't finish in the, if you if you don't have black type, you qualify. So basically, it's a winner's race. Zarinsk, uh, uh, very happy with her. This will be her trip. Hopefully, she'll handle the ground, and um, she's a good draw and stall too. So I'd like to think we'll run well in it, but we we throw two darts at that. Yeah, you got Swedish Rose there as well. I thought she ran very nicely. You would have been happy with her. First time up in the Shelton maiden there at, at the Curra? Yeah, it would have been nicer to to be going in here off winning her maiden, uh, but timing is, uh, didn't work. And I took the view that it's more important to the owner breeders that they got black type with the filly and we can always come back and win a maiden later on. So 11 runners, two good two good darts to throw. Uh, they're very much in the same frame, frame as, as the winner last year, Panama Red. So I'd be very happy going into the race that 
that we have um, enough enough powder to get on the board at the very least. Okay, and later on in the card, uh, the Paddy Power Stakes, you got Thunder Kiss there. She was probably a little bit unlucky in that race last year. You, you won it anyway with Kimura, um, but sh- maybe would she be your best chance on Saturday? She, she looked as good as ever last time. Yeah, she's. Not, I don't know about my best chance. She's a very good chance. She, she's the one that, between her and Yaxini, that I know if I'm going to war and I've got them two behind me, I know I'm going to have a chance. Uh, they don't know when they're beaten. They're fantastic fillies that I'm going to miss going into next season. Both both Yaxini and Thunderkiss go to stud. Uh, all the rain that falls will suit her. The mile and a half suits her. As I said, she walked into Kimura last year. He stepped forward this year and won his group two and has a cut at the ledger on Sunday. So um, it, I'd say hopefully she's the one they'll have to beat in that. So I'd be delighted with with her turning up in, in, in good nick for that race. And, and as I said, the more rain that falls, the happier I'll be for her. Excellent. And, and I'm sure you're um, happy to have another go with Georgeville here in, in the Boomerang Mile. He, he ran quite well in the race last year and had a big price. And I see he's a, he's a big price again, but would you? Uh, how positive would you be on his chances? I'd say he's overpriced because he hasn't had his ground all year. Um, we've been keeping him ticking over without hurting him, knowing full well that uh, a mile on with juice in the ground is what he wants. I thought he was... He looked frighteningly good at, at the Curra the last day and just found nothing off the bridle. Uh, so bringing him back, that was against Luxembourg. So dropping him back to the mile, um, yes, he has to run a career best to win this, but I think it's in his camp, it's in his locker. Um, it's a good race. I think all the main horses have turned up. Uh, horse Jadumi, 113, and, and uh, Boundless Ocean, course and distance, 110. So, But Georgeville on his best day, should be there thereabouts Ger can I ask you a bit about Kamara you mentioned he's having a cut of the ledger um, did I read that he now has Australian connections as well and there could be a Melbourne Cup bid there or maybe going to Australia at some point yeah he was sold to go to for the Melbourne Cup to the Hazes they were in the yard this morning and uh, lovely lads and they tell me he's second favourite for the Melbourne Cup at the minute so that's that was a surprise to me. So the deal was that we'll have a cut at the ledger and then he goes into quarantine um, two weeks on Monday uh, in Newmarket en route to the Melbourne Cup. And I just wished him the very best of luck because he's been a star for me. He's a lovely, lovely horse. And as I said, the Hayes brothers, they're, one of them is just, I think it's AJ, has, has just retired from AFL football in the last six weeks. Uh, good lads, wished them the very best of luck. Nice lads that coming down to stay with me for the next two weeks to get used to the horse's routine, and they'll take over his training after the ledger, and and they'll bring him on uh, over to Newmarket and head on over to the Melbourne Cup. They could send you a couple of footballers for me in exchange. Uh, <laughs> just anything else there on Sunday? I know that we haven't got the decorations in front of us for Sunday, but anything else you you you're looking forward to running on Sunday? On Sunday, well, Sunday the decks aren't out till tomorrow. No. So, I mean, I, I, I'd I hope to have about seven runners. I think power under me, the rain is coming for him. And again, another group horse in a handicap. Um, the more rain that falls, the happier I'll be with him. Um, I'll I'll let uh, Amazing Show step up big time into the the Moigler stud. I was sort of thinking of the Inglesby with her, but I didn't want to throw three darts at that. Uh, amazing show is a filly I like. Her main objective to now has been the million in mind, uh, the million that's coming up on the 24th. And I took the view that we'll give her a race course gallop in the Moiglare over course and distance. And um, it, she's a horse that's only going to be better next year. 
but she's a horse we like. And um, I'd like to think, you know, uh, maybe the Moigler. I mean, to me, the Moigler is one of the best tests of the year for, for the two-year-old fillies. We ran Cordiga Joe in it last year. So the ones we run in it, we like. And um, I, I'd like to think that she'll run okay. And But I'd be looking forward to her next year. Kamara, as we said, is in the ledger. Um, that's a, that's looking shaping up like a, a, a tough race. Um, but he won his group two there during the year, so he deserves his chance en route to Australia. And then we have team of first going in the Northfields handicap. The more rain that falls again, he's as often who needs who needs the ground. Uh, on the easy side, when we put blinkers on him at the end last year, he he showed what he's capable of. I haven't seen that since, so he, he seems to be training well. I'd like to see think that um, he'll he'll step forward and on his best day he'll be bang there in a handicap of that nature. So it looks like we'll have one two geocentric will partake in the flying five even though she's out of her depth three four it looks like we'll have five runners on the sunday at the moment well Joe lion certainly in no shortage of horses for you and the team to run on irish champions weekend the very best of luck uh, this weekend we hope you get uh, a number of winners and hopefully all the horses run well and thanks for joining us on our podcast today no problem, Brendan. Thanks, lads. Well done. Well, great to hear from Ger Lyons. He's certainly a trainer in form, and I look forward to chatting with him over the weekend. Lads, if we look ahead to some of the other big races on the card on Saturday, two Group 2s in there, what really catches your eye, Mark? Um, well, I looked at the Group 2 Boomerang Stakes, and uh, I think I definitely want to take on uh, Simon um, Simon Crisford's uh, Jadumi. It won uh, a nice race in France, and it won in Goodwood, but I felt both of those races were weak, and is penalised here for those wins. Um, Jim Bolger's Boundless Ocean, I think, a three-year-old uh, getting the allowances, has won twice around Leopardstown. Uh, I can see it trying to make all the running hard to get past if Kevin Manning can judge it just right seems to handle all the ground uh, there is a very funny one in there we were just discussing Ronan Affair just beautiful of Paddy Toomey's uh, this is owned by Moigler they bought it for 625,000 it's never run for them yet they bought it off a trainer called Ivan Furtado in England it's first run for them in this race um, we all know Paddy Toomey doesn't run them just because <laughs> Moigler wants some free tickets so they must expected to run well so that's a, that's a catch up my eye in those races but I still go with Boundless Ocean just as a real solid bet in that uh, boomerang The field for the, the Coolmore America Matron Stakes is arguably just as exciting as the Champion Stakes Homeless Songs versus Saffron Beach Ronan where's your money going on this one? Yeah, it's hard to take on Homeless Songs. She was so impressive, um, Brendan, earlier in the season in in the Irish 1000 Guineas. Probably the standout performance from a a three-year-old filly this season. I guess in the back of your head, you're just thinking the the 100-day, 111-day break might just be, um, you know, that that is in the back of your head, whether she's she's ready to do herself justice here I'm sure she is I'm sure they looked at the main shirt and worked back from there um, but look she's going to be a short price I actually think if you're going to approach the race from a betting point of view you can take on the British horse here that's the second favourite Saffron Beach she's done all her winning on straight miles uh, She like the Roly mile she won in Deauville last time she kind of just grounded out over the mile there the two fillies she beat Pearls Galore for Paddy Toomey we just talked about and, and Tenebrism for, uh, for Aidan O'Brien I think they could be better suited here now to, to a bend where they can fit their, their finishing kick might just uh, 
might just come into play more. Ryan Moore talked about that with regard to Tenebrism earlier in the week. Uh, we have his interview in, in the Irish field on Saturday. And Pearls Galore was second in this race last last season and, and she's a speedyish kind of filly who's, who probably, you know, she's won over seven furlongs. She's won group twos over seven furlongs and she was probably unlucky in this race last season. She was closing down No Speak Alexander right to the line. I could see her run well. So there's ways of approaching the race without, you know, having to take a short price by Homeless Songs. You can back without Homeless Songs back each way uh, and the two I'd look at there if I was going down on one I'd say Pearls Galore would be the interesting one for me Interesting I'd actually even though I like Saffron Beach as a filly to follow it, she also needs fast ground so even though even if Leprosound stays dry if there's a bit the more rain that falls will go against her chances unfortunately all her winnings being on fast ground again and similarly I think Pearls Galore is the value she was second in it last year second in the forest she will handle all ground as well I can't see her being out of the first three but like Ronan Homeless Songs could just do something real special and uh, she's the only one in the ra- in the field that has that potential to absolutely annihilate them and that would be a great result. I suppose with us not seeing her for so long as you mentioned already Ronan like that would be just a concern but Dermot Wells the master he knows how to get them ready and how to run um, she's a classy sort. Yeah it's, it's different if she had a, a setback or something but I think it was always the plan that they were um you know, kind of rule out the summer with the quick ground and, and come back for the for the autumn period. So she will be hard to beat. Just to earmark a couple more because I am doing the preview for the the Leopardstone Saturday card, and so I've had a good look at it already. Uh, earlier on in this, uh, the, the first race there, the, the race the chair was talking about for Zorinsk is the Ingabel Stakes. Paddy Toomey's got a filly in here. It could be a, it could be a big day for Paddy Toomey at Leopardstone on Saturday, and inevitably he has a lot of fans who'll be following his horses. But he runs a filly here called Easy. Uh, she won a maiden down at Cork for Andy Slattery and Team Valor, the American owner bought her after that probably for for a nice little price and Paddy told me for the big interview we had him a couple three weeks ago two weeks ago now that she was earmarked for the Shevely Park so that's a group one she's in here in a listed race Ingabel Stakes against you know as as we, as Jura said it is, it's it, the conditions kind of funny conditions here you can't have been placed in a, in a group two or group one group two group three you can't be a listed winner so if she's you know good enough to be they think she's going to be to run in the Shevely Park which is a group one she could be a hot um, kind of favourite here or, or, or she should be able to go well and at least at least go close Paddy Toomey's uh, the two seconds of this race since it's been a listed race the other one I point out to uh, anyone having a look the Sovereign Path there is, is a 7 for a handicap but there's a horse called Andreas Vesalius for Joseph O'Brien who inevitably will have a, a couple of winners this, this weekend I was I was pulling my hair out watching um, him the last day at Gorham Park I think it was in the office some Friday evening and um, he, uh, he uh, Jay Cohen, uh, you know, one of the hot apprentices at the moment. He just just didn't get a run on him. Got stopped twice up the straight, and I'd say uh, would have won. He finished fourth, but I think he would have won with a clear run. Maybe that's not the worst thing. His mark is unchanged. He's gone down a couple of pounds, like all the horses have last week. But um, he's interesting here in the in the sovereign path. I think he could be well handicapped. He's lightly raced as well, so look out for him as well. Just a couple to mention. So your big bet for Saturday. Um, or, should we, or should we wait to the end for that? No, I'll say I'll say pearls galore. Um, without without homeless songs, take take the take take the good thing out of the matron and, and go with her. Yeah, and Mark, nice but just on the Paddy Toomey fan club, can we throw in Earl of Tyrone as well in yeah, the Group yeah. Three Paddy Power Stakes? Who's <laughs> been continuing stakes? That horse just finished second in Ebor and you know was travelling really well now it's down a little bit in distance it's probably going to suit uh, Earl of Tyrone so you're right he's going to have a, some big big chances there uh, my best bet I'd probably um, I'd probably stick with Gerald Lyons as Mark has Pan Am even though it's got a horrible draw and drawn 20 hopefully Colin Keane can find a way through in the second race 
Very good. Well, Homeless Songs was bred and is owned by the Mydler Stud. Of course, Mydler, huge backers. Anybody who has children that wants to go racing, certainly on Sunday, they should be heading to the Curra. They're looking after everything for the children down there on Sunday afternoon. But they also have a big chance at the Curra on Sunday when Cyprius runs in the Irish St. Ledger. This one has to be banker material, really, is it? Well, I would have thought that because uh, he's improved and improved. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Kiprios end up in the arc if he was to win this. Because I think, you know, they've always taught him as a middle distance horse, but they just ran him in the Ascot Gold Cup because it was their, they want to have a cup horse. And they said, let's, you know, he fits the bill the best we have. But he doesn't need to be. He's not slow, shall we say. They were they trained him for, for derbies last year. He didn't get there. Uh, the only thing I'd say about Kiprios, the only negative is that all he's winning is on good ground. And his only bad run was on soft ground. Now, he wasn't the same horse when that that was over a year ago but it's a slight concern he hasn't yet done it on, on so I do expect him to probably win but I wouldn't be l- calling him a banker anymore and I'd be looking for a bit of value in the race um, <laughs> I, was, I had a, a shout for William Haggis horse earlier on on the Saturday and I also like the horse he runs in the ledger if he runs Hamish uh, on the Sunday do you um um, you know, if he Running was smile Hamish, there. yeah, uh, I just thought he he's a he's a soft ground horse, and I'm kind of thinking Sunday might come up softer the Curra, so I'm looking for horses on Sunday that can handle it, and uh, he's a sneaky one for me. Um, Hamish in the Irish Saint Ledger be a huge price, so I might be backing it for a place. Well, there are four Group One races on Sunday's card, including the Group One Vincent O'Brien's National Stakes for two-year-olds. I love this race, Ronan. You've been looking through the runners and riders. Uh, let's. Uh hear what you've got to think on this one yeah well, like Aesop's Fable is going to be favourite here he's um, you know Little Big um, or Little little Big Bear was the horse that you know, would have been the rage for this and he, he got a little knock but they've they've got a, a, an able replacement here Coolmore and Aidan O'Brien with Aesop's Fables but uh, just before we came on I was on, on the phone to Charlie Fellows who's um, who's sending over Maraban the vintage stakes winner he's, he's kind of progressed nicely all the way and got a, a nice line off Charlie he said he's not, not coming over just for a little jaunt around the curry you know he's coming over to rough a few feathers and they wouldn't be bothering coming over if they didn't think he, he, he could hold his own here um, it's it's kind of uh, going into the back garden of, of, of Coolmore and early with the Curra is, is, is a daunting task for anyone but he's, he was speaking up Maraban who's, who's progressed and progressed and, and, and as I said won the vintage stakes which is a form that's working out quite well Um recently the third I think has won a group three in Deauville since so wouldn't put anyone off him um, Aesop's Fables the one to beat but um, yeah Charlie Fellow's pretty comfortable about Maraban Now there's no Godolphin runner this year Mark it's really an open goal for Aidan O'Brien and it's a bit disappointing that they don't have anything with all the horses that they have that they're not going to be yeah, Charlie uh, Appleby Charlie Appleby's won the, 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 this race three times in the last four years and he looks when you're following racing week to week he's had lots of maiden winners I was sure they'd have a runner in it so um, that is a surprise uh, one I'd like to mention uh, is um, Joseph O'Brien's Al Riffa it's been supplemented for the race um, which uh, that's like telling you this horse is working out of its skin because you don't have to run it there's other lots of races coming up they could run in uh, and they had a go he's only a maiden winner and run him in a group one uh, having said that I would probably stick with Aesop's fables um, I think Ryan Moore sounded quite positive about him as positive as he ever does yeah, <laughs> he, he, he never him. tells you too he did, much yeah, he did like yeah. him a lot yeah. so uh, yeah I do think this Aiden will will uh, reclaim the 
the, the, the Vincent O'Brien for Ballydoyle this time. Very good. Now the Albasti Equiworld Flying 5 is a very interesting race on Sunday. Usually it's a wide open one but this year we have the hot favourite in Highfield Princess. She won the Group 1 race in Deauville and York on her latest two starts and she's almost certain to be the European Champion Sprinter of the Year. Highfield Princess is trained by North Yorkshire by a Tipperary man, John Quinn. And John joins us on the line. John, uh, delighted to have you with us. Uh, the British sprinters seem to love coming to Ireland and they love to win here as well. Well, uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, well, I love coming to Ireland because it's where I'm from. And I like to, I, 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 if we have one good enough, we love to bring 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 a horse or two over to Ireland. Um, and... The, uh, a lot of the lads here like racing in Ireland because uh, it's great racing, great race tracks, tremendous prize money, and the people are very well looked after. You know. Tell me a little bit about Highfield Princess. Is she a princess at the back of it all? She is actually. She's got a very good temperament. Um, but she's a very good temperament, and she's she's nice person, unassuming. Would would work well. Wouldn't blow you away, but you you know would work well. But she wouldn't. She wouldn't. She wouldn't set the gallop on fire, which is a good sign. Um, so yeah, she's a good temperament and um, good constitution and a good good mind. She doesn't bother. Things don't bother her. She's a good traveller. You know. She's so I think that's yeah. a lot to do with her her, her 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 being as good as she is. You know. When does she travel over to Ireland, or maybe she's she, already here? She's she, she's going tomorrow morning early. She'll be in the Corrib four o'clock tomorrow. Okay, and then she'll relax and, and get used to the surroundings there before before the big race on, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, we won't do much with her. We shall have a little bit of light exercise. I'm just speaking to the man, the Pat Kelly, who looks after the training ground, the Koran. She, we're just going to, her and Mr. Wagu are just going to stretch their legs. N- nothing, just stretch their legs, not even go on the Albahatri. Or is that the name of the gallop, is it? Is it the Albahatri or is it the... The, the old Vic, the old Vic, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're not going. We're just going to stretch, stretch their legs early and Saturday morning, and 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 then we'll turn up on Sunday. Hey, John, it's Ronan here again. You gave how me. You oh, good. How are you? Um, yeah, grand. Thanks. You gave me great detail about her um, in for the big. We have had you for the big interview this Saturday, so the readers can can read all about Highfield Princess. There, you might briefly just for the listeners. Just it's been a remarkable journey, John, from where she's come from from fifty seven to one hundred and twenty now, and as Brendan says, probably going to be the best sprinter around in Europe this year. You might yeah. briefly briefly talk us through the the journey, even this year, the the, the big places she's taken you to and winning. Yeah, I mean she. Yeah, I mean she she progressed. Didn't run a two, won three times at three. As I said, she could have won four or five. Uh, we felt she'd progress. She's good back pedigree. Her owner said he'd train her at four. I was delighted. Came back at four. Ran well early on. Then won a handicap very well. Then won very well at Royal Ascot. Then won a listed race and ran creditably in four group races. So, um, she, you know, she after winning at Royal Ascot and winning a listed race and owned by an owner breeder, we were ple- very pleased. So I said, I think she'll win a group three. And he said, right. So... Um, he said he'd keep her in training this year and then this year um, we prepared her for the all-weather final at Newcastle, Phillies only because she's very good on the all-weather as well she's won a listed race at Chelmsford and she's very good around the bend and then we gave her a little break and she won the Duke of York well ran very well in the um, in the in the Platinum Jubilee at Royal Ascot beating four heads um, I thought she might have been third or fourth with a little bit more look but she, she ran really well. We gave her a little bit of a break in the middle of the summer 
um, we, we, we decided not to go for the July Cup um, and we always had the pre-Morris de Geest in our mind we thought the track the trip and she is eligible for the French premiums which is massive so we, we you know we, we thought she'd run well and we were delighted to, to win a group one with, with a filly you know it's, it's, it's massive um, had her in the Nunthorpe and I said to John look we'll see um, if it was if it was another long trip, I wouldn't have really thought about it. But York's only twenty miles from this from our stable, so we brought her back from France and ticked her over and kept a good eye on her. And she was eating very well, and I gave her a canter after a couple of days, and she moved lovely and looked nice and bright. So I said to her owner, "We'll declare her anyway." Uh, so I declared her, and we were we were we were happy we were happy with her the week running into York. And after declaring her, I I, I went to him and I said, "Look, I'm." I'm not afraid to run her. Uh, so, and I said, she's in good nick. And then, typical of a top-class racehorse, she improved again, you know, <laughs> and put up a very good very good performance. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's the sketch of it, really. <laughs> Absolutely. And you gave me a great line in the interview. You, you're obviously a long time out of Ireland now and in Yorkshire, but uh, you said you come from the best county in Ireland in Tipperary to the best county in Britain in, in Yorkshire. Well, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, uh, that might that mightn't please everyone, but yeah, there we are. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm not sure about the best hurlers now, to be honest, at the moment. <laughs> no, once upon a time, once it, upon it, 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 all these things are cyclical. We're a little bit out of form at the moment, but yeah. once upon a time we were dominant. But it'll come around again, I hope. Exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> what, what's it like, John? Just to, to finish off, I guess, what's it like to be coming coming back to the Curra? I know you said you love the Curra with um, with a real like a, a real chance in the Group One. You must be you must be really excited about it, you and the team. Well, well, we are, but as you know, as you all know, you've got to you know you've got to jump through all the hoops you need luck and running and everything needs to go right but we're delighted to be bringing a, a top class filly to the Curra and and Mr Wagu as well he's a he's a phenomenal handicapper he's won 16 times and he he's come through the ranks and he's he's um he, he's won at the Curra and he's typical like he's won in all types of ground as well so we're looking forward to bringing to bringing um well we've a runner at Leopardstown on on Saturday safe voyage uh, he's in good nick and then we've two at the Curra on Sunday so we're, we're looking forward to bringing them and hope we can get a winner John um, what kind of ground would you like on Sunday because a lot of rain forecast and she goes so well on fast ground at York and Deauville yes I mean she she yeah uh, but she has form on easy ground um, and yes you are right she she did hop off it at, at York and it was quick so you know that could be you know one could if one looked at the form book, you'd say, "Well, her best, her best performances have been on fastest ground." I feel she'll go with a cut in the ground. Being honest with you, um, when it gets soft, when it gets when it gets soft, you're into a different sort of domain, if you know what I mean. But um, one thing is, you'll, you 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 know, the, um, when the ground's a bit easy, it, how do how, what am I trying to say? You have to stay really well to get to get five up up the curra in in a Group One race on easy ground. I think you know what I mean. So I'm not I'm not afraid of her. Of uh, I think her stamina will help her. You know, John. Uh, sorry, uh, John. Your your owner, John Fairley, is a man well known in television. I wonder would he make a movie about Highfield Princess? Any talk of that? <laughs> I don't know. There's been worse movies made anyway, hasn't there? I heard Tom Cruise has been lined up to play you, that's all. <laughs> I don't know about that now. <laughs> I'll, play me, I'll play myself and they can pay me his money. Do, do, you, do, you, do you ride her at all, yourself? No, no, I, 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 I haven't ridden for a long time. Um, 
I rode over jumps and I, I rode plenty when I was young. And then I, um, I had a hip replacement about 10, 12 years ago. And I thought, I bet I can do more on the ground now helping the lads and falling off and all that stuff. So I, I've never put a leg across or no, but I, wa- I watch them all every day, you know, and I, I, I'm probably more helpful to the yeah. to the whole team that way, you know. And, and finally, do you get nervous or apprehensive ahead of a big day like this? Uh, you, God, you would, sure. If you didn't, sure, you know, it, every every person, we're all involved in racing and you do, you know, and you, you do, of course you do. And you, you know, you, but... Um, Sure, that's only if you weren't sure you, sh- you probably shouldn't be doing it shouldn't be doing it well the very best of luck I'm really looking forward to to seeing Highfield Princess in the flesh at the Curra on Sunday I hope you and the team have a great experience and I hope it's a big day for you and the team and thanks for joining us Lovely lads, thank you very much Cheers, for talking to you. Thank you. Well, great to hear from John Quinn. Ronan, you have an in-depth interview with him in the Irish field this weekend. Anything extra that you can tell us about or are we going to have to buy the paper and read it? <laughs> no, there's loads of stuff in there other than you know, the Highfield Princess could have been the interview itself. I got about 4,000 words as you, as you heard John. He was, he's very enthusiastic talking about it and why, why shouldn't he be? It's, it's a fantastic story. Um, and, and lots of other good stuff there from John of, of how he goes and buys horses, him and his son Sean. They, they really take a chance at the sales and, and, and worry about getting the owners after. So yeah, I think, I'm hoping anyway, it'll be an interesting read for people on Saturday or Sunday um, yeah look uh, Highfield Princess is rock solid here it was a good question it was good for Mark, Mark to ask him about the soft ground that is possibly something you could hold against her to suggest that she probably mightn't be as good she she really rattled off the ground of the Nuntorp she was thrilling to see to, to her kick clear late on um, I, I would put up one maybe as an interesting one each way the most interesting horse in the race for me is Castle Star Fozzy Stacks Castle Star he, he, he was very good two year old last season he was, just failed to win um the middle park uh, it was very close to perfect power there had a little setback this season uh, only got back uh, to run in the sapphire stakes in July and, and kind of travelled like he usually does there looked like he was going to be involved and, and probably just blew up late on um, I'm sure they probably used that as a prep run for, for group ones like this and he was in the spring cup last season and they took him out on the quick ground that looks a shrewd enough mood now, move now because of the, the, the likely kind of digging the ground they're going to get at the Curra on Sunday so I would not be surprised at all if he kind of arrived there and, and ran a good race Mark are you, you you put up the, the ground as being her biggest um, opponent it's just a race I'm going to watch uh, great story uh, I'm kind of thinking from a selfish point, punter's point of view if she got beaten on soft ground or just ran badly for some reason if she turns up in America in the Breeders' Cup sprint a turf sprint uh, we'll get some price that day and we'll have the lot on <laughs> and, that, and that's the real dream for them there that's yeah. the end game really for them so that's what they're, they're looking at So anything else lads that we should be looking forward to on Sunday I know we've went through quite a bit of them but uh, Mark what are you just been... one there uh, Willie McCreary's filly insinuendo in the Moyglare Jewels Blandford Stakes this is the filly that pushed Luxembourg all the way uh, so obviously if Luxembourg runs well but even if Luxembourg doesn't come up to scratch on the Saturday insinuendo I think she'll handle any kind of ground as well very consistent been given a big break she was coming back off a big break as well wasn't she the other day I think uh, so she's entitled to go well in that I can't see her being out of the first three in the Blanford Ronan yeah, like John mentioned, Mister Wagyu, he won a Discurry handicap at the Curra earlier in the season, and he's brought him back over for for the Bowl Lad, which is the first race um, at Curra on Sunday. I think he'll run well. If you blindly back 
uh, British sprinters in in the Irish handicaps, I think you 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 do pretty well. I don't have the stats exactly to back that up, but I'm pretty sure they 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 go very well, much better than the odds sometimes suggest they will. So it's just him, and maybe in the last, I think Joseph has got a great uh, hand in Northfields. Well, he should have. He's got the likes of Good Heavens there, and he's got a horse called Point Gellibrand. I think might just go a bit under the radar because he's got Max Mayhem who won the race last season as well. So those two would probably be concentrated on by the betting market. But Point Gellibrand is is a bit under the radar. He was sixth in the, the Royal Whip that uh, Luxembourg won. That's Group 2 form. He only got to put up £3 for that. And uh, that was one of those runs where the handicapper we probably didn't know what to do. It was, it was only beaten six lengths by Luxembourg, finishing around horses rated much higher than him. So I think he could be well handicapped for the, for the Northfields. That's the last race of the weekend. Well, apart from the horses running at Leopardstown and the Curra over the weekend, there's plenty of more items happening trackside of course the Goff sale will take place on Saturday before racing it's all about elegance and fashion as well so there's something there for everybody on Saturday and on Sunday and of course uh, the recent Aga Khan uh, team that won at the Dublin Horse Show they're making an appearance on Sunday at the Curra and a special presentation to Max Watchman and to Keen O'Connor so really something there for everybody over the two days it's just a brilliant brilliant uh, weekend of racing in the Irish field this weekend, of course, it's available online from Friday evening from 7.30. You can also buy it in all good news agents on Saturday. And our experts preview all 16 races plus tons of information and features. Best of luck to Connections and horses taking part over the weekend. A big thanks to Mark and to Ronan. Uh, get back to the office now, lads, and uh, get the, all those tips uh, put in place uh, for our readers. But from all the team at the Irish field, we hope you have a great weekend. Until next time, bye-bye.